right, y'all. Welcome back to the Blessed Beyond Measure podcast. I'm your host, CL The Source. Thanks once again for tuning in. Today, I clearly got a, a guest that looks familiar because he was on there a couple times already. Right now, Wally, bro, like, I had you on here. I was on your Office 2 podcast, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so if he looks familiar, it's because it's the same guy. <laughs> my guy, Wally Hippolito, man, my brother, man. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good, CL, man. Yeah, I... Uh... I know I look a little different from last time. I uh, actually just cut my hair yesterday, you know, shedding that toxic masculinity out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, good man. look, G. Thank you. Thank you, bro. I'm freaking people out. I swear to God, I just got it. Yes. So we're recording this Thursday. I got it cut yesterday. I had my open mic yesterday, last night, and people were freaking the fuck out. They're like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? And that just goes to show, I was like, these... I started off my mic by saying, I was like, y'all didn't expect this shit, huh? And then I was like, I know y'all are turning the fuck on right now. And it was a room full of dudes. So I was like, <laughs> that's hella funny, bro. That's hella funny, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Because in the, in the comedy community now, they be knowing me as like uh, the little gingerbread man or the, the or the island boy. How'd so you I'm get like, those nicknames? It, gingerbread man is part of one of my bits. Uh, but then, like, they just be calling me little pretty boy and shit. I'm just like, y'all motherfuckers are gay. <laughs> I know y'all got much gayer since I cut my hair, bro. <laughs> that's hella funny, hey, you know? bro. That's what it is, bro. Yeah, that's hella funny. Well, thank you for doing this, bro. I'm, I'm always happy to have you here, man, as a fellow conversationalist, as a fellow podcaster, host of the, uh, you know, Optus 2 podcast. I know you guys are on break right now, but your content's been really great, man. You know what I mean? I love what you're doing, bringing on some really cool guests. Um, prior to us recording, you were talking about doing a live stream for one for an event that you did a while back, and you were kind of telling me about that experience, man. So, you know, um, always happy to have you on here, bro. You clearly spoke about your comedian uh, stuff going on right now. So before we even go any further, talk to me. How's that been going with you, bro? Comedy's been going great, bro. Uh, I've just – I've been enjoying the shit out of it, honestly, man. Uh, I told you earlier – I was talking to this comedian called, uh, his name's Michael Bond, shout out Michael Bonds. He was telling me, or for or a little background, I think it's very therapeutic and you know, go forward. And he was telling me that if comedy doesn't make you a better person, you're not doing it right. So it's, you know, I, w- I never consider myself a bad guy, but I, w- I am an asshole for sure. But you gotta be as a comedian, you know, or else you're just not that good. <laughs> Unless you're like, Tom Popper is someone who's clean, but I'm not white, so it won't work for me. Uh, You're at a disadvantage already, bro. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> you know, it's helped me really, like, dig deeper inside in, like, who I am, into who I am and what I'm about, you know? Like, I'm in therapy, but this is a different form where I can really explore my writing and look at it on paper and, or on my laptop and say, oh, shit, like, these are my thoughts. And then I can explore those thoughts and, like, either take a whacked out way or you know dig dig deeper and you know tell the people what i'm about that's dope that little insight you just gave right there of just being able to kind of put your thoughts out on paper observe them and then choose which way you're gonna go with them right (laughs) yeah because i mean it's like what you were saying earlier before we started recording nothing new under the sun like my thoughts are the same thoughts as somebody else a world away it's just packaged in a different way. So if I can, if I could give it, if I could spew it out into the world and somebody hears it, it's like, Oh, you know, that'll make me laugh. That'll make somebody laugh or somebody make them think Mm. one of the two is going to happen. 
Facts, bro. And you know what, man? Like, like I told you off camera again, man, I'm going to say it again. You just look like you're settling in so much more because I follow your work, man. And I, I see you just getting a lot more comfortable up there. And it, it just, it brings me joy to see you in a, in a environment like that, where it's challenging you, but it's also forcing you to grow and you're having so much fun with it, bro. So bravo to you, dude. Thank you, bro. I, I hella appreciate it, bro. And much, I appreciate the support, bro. Like it's, it's like we were saying, it, it's the jungle out there. You know what it is? It's not that I'm, I'm not comfy. It's not that I'm hella comfy being up there. I'm comfy in front of like chaos. Mm. And that's like, that's what get, get brings, gives my mind clarity. Like being in the middle of that chaos is like that order. Like fuck, it fucks with me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what it is too? I, I, from my observation, you can tell me if I'm wrong or right, but I think it's, you know, it's doing things that we're fearful of, or seeing things that we're fearful of, but still doing it anyway, because that's what it, that's the stoic approach to kind of doing things, man, is just having that courageousness. And that's going to be a kind of a perfect segue if you think about it to <coughs> masculinity versus toxic masculinity, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, before we move forward, I, I'm not sure if I said this in the last episode, but this is a continue, this, conversation is a continuation from the last episode y'all so you know um I, I wanted to have my brother wally on here because he's one of the realest people i've i've ever come across and he really holds no punches especially as a comedian man he's kind of that's that's the art that you're you're mastering right you know yeah. what I'm saying? i feel like that's something that you got to have in your bag of being able to fucking tell the truth whether it offends people or not you know what i'm saying and just you know just not holding back yeah bro i mean the thing about being a comedian, the thing people think about comedians, they think we're just like these jesters, you know, these jokesters. But if you really listen to comedian, not everybody, but, you know, the vein that I'm trying to go into is like a Chappelle or a fucking like, you know, the big dogs. If you really dig deep, which everybody's been digging deep into his fucking um, into him lately. Pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you really dig deep and listen to people's like narratives and listen to their stories and their jokes there's so much truth behind what they're seeing because dude essentially and i've said this before comedians are modern day journalists they just they just write it in a very uh in a very uh, palatable way that makes people laugh mm -hmm. so they have so comedians have a great pulse on the world and what the fuck is going on today so like you, I, I, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think comedians are more, they, they have more cachet than some journalists because comedians are just trying to like tell their art. Whereas a lot of journalists, they have a, they have a, they have a motive. Mm -hmm. They want to sway you in one way or another, you know, There's whether that's religion, politics, right. sports, whatever, they want to sway you one way or another. Uh, comedians they just want to tell it like it is yeah most comedians yeah i i agree bro it's this is this is why i respect the profession so much and you know i i've always felt that comedians play that role of the observer of society man and they call it how they see it and they just they put it out there like to take your words in a more palatable way like they're telling the truth but it's in a way that it's relatable you can understand it and you can laugh at it. And I think it's 
absolutely necessary. Like in this cancel culture that we live in, it's so easy to say something and just get silenced right after and you hear you're, you're banished. And huh. that, I get why it's there and I get how it developed. So, you know, that's, that's not, you know, uh, that's not, uh, that's not something that's lost on me, but I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the most constructive thing to do because it just silences the dialogue and it, it creates even more larger disconnect, which is one of the main reasons why I wanted to have this conversation and going forward, I want to have conversations that are talking about a little bit more sensitive topics that, you know, people kind of take offense to just to dissect it a little bit more, gain a better collective understanding for all of us, man. And I felt that you were one of the best people to do that with, bro, because in your, in your art as a comedian, you are, you're put into those situations a lot to, to look at current events that are going on and speak the truth on how you feel and calling it how you see it. So you would be like the perfect person to just kind of like riff back and forth with on this stuff, man. And especially for me, because uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, I'm not super familiar with the concept toxic masculinity. I feel like it's kind of a, a, a newer play on uh, on or newer phrase that I, I've never really kind of understood. And again, if you haven't listened to the last podcast episode, y'all, please do so because I go in detail about what my original thought uh, toxic masculinity was, which was I thought it was just kind of this PC culture just attacking men on being too masculine. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of what I had in my mind about it. Granted, there may be a, a large group of people that do kind of look at toxic masculinity as that, and maybe that's their agenda, but that's neither from here here nor there, and that's not for me to say, but the definition is is something completely different, right, bro? What what is your what is your understanding of toxic masculinity, bro? Well, uh, well, I appreciate you thinking of me, bro, thinking and having me on for sure. So, okay. So the thing with toxic masculinity is it's not a new phrase, bro. Like people think this is a new phrase, but it's not. People think that like feminine, like super hardcore feminists created this and it's like a new wave. Bro, toxic masculinity has been around since like since the 80s. Like legitly, it's been around since the 80s and it started with men's... um men's health groups or men's uh what are those groups called men's it's we'll just say it started with men's groups mm-hmm. and what men did and what uh these certain groups did was they they kind of dissected what was kind of wrong in the in the way that they were growing up it's a lot it's a lot like how it is now what the definition is now of toxic masculinity they dissected what they thought was wrong with masculinity and how they grew up but it was just like a small fact. It was just such a small faction that it didn't gain traction. And it faded a lot up until, you know, 2015, 2016, 2017, when I think probably what a third, the third or fourth wave in feminism really started hitting hard. And, you know, in, internet and social media started to blow up a lot more. So like toxic masculinity has always been there, at least in our time, since you and I were born. Got you. So it's just that it's been branded in a different, it's been rebranded in a way where it's attacking men, where I, where people think it's attacking men in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But for me, toxic masculinity, honestly, with like knowing that to- toxic masculinity, people think that it's, a, it's just towards men and 
you said this yesterday, like not only men, men aren't the only ones that are masculine. True. But women can be toxic masculine. Women can have to- toxic masculinity yep. too. Right. Absolutely. So I think that's the part that gets kind of lost in the fold. It's like, bro. All right. Uh, I know a lot of butch hoes that are fucking way more toxic than I am, bro. Like I'm, I'm toxic. Like, you know, and I'm, but I'm, I'm working on that. You know, I have very like old school mentality of like, get the fuck in the kitchen, you know, and not totally like that, but I have that old school mentality, you know, and I'm trying to work through that. But it's like the, a lot of the women, especially like, you know, these, uh, butch women, they, <laughs> they, they are sometimes a lot worse than men because they have you know the femininity of a woman and they know they know women way better than we will ever know them so toxic masculinity can go in a broad range it's just that you know of course men are associated with masculinity and you know the patriarchy a patriarchal society is like is all we know in this life so it's like the that kind of like imbalance of power like you were talking about in the last episode it it it's come into play like men feel like they're losing their power over mm-hmm. women and society when really it's, you know, from a way, and this is more, this is enlightened Wally. This is Wally from fucking, that does therapy now. It's <laughs> become like, <laughs> to me, feminine, masculinity and femininity have, were like at an 85, 15. And now that we're losing quote unquote the power, it's become like balance 35 65 mm. and you know men who aren't able to adjust who only know like women stay in the kitchen and they feed the kids and all that you know that 50s 40s mentality they feel like that's a power loss they feel like that's a loss of power and really you got to think about it, like if women if women are working and providing for themselves they don't need men and women have been doing that since since motherfuckers left for world war ii Mm -hmm. so when we came back it was a it was a different era it was a different wave so it's like you know toxic masculine toxic masculinity is like it it's it's everywhere bro and i think i think now it's getting over i think now it's getting overused like in a jet like generally it's getting really overused these days yeah yeah i think you're right man and it's uh right now man you're right when you when you did a little kind of shift in balance like that or the you know the 85 whatever that whatever you did mm-hmm. like it is it's starting to get a little bit more even right um slowly slowly but surely it's it's getting that direction there's the equality is starting to become a little bit more balanced which i'm all for now just like anything, there's always two ends of the spectrum, and on each end, there's extremists, and there's some extremists that are trying to push men out completely and make men feel bad for being men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I I don't fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? And on on the same on the same token, there's some men like we just talked about that are just super traditionalists. They're like, no, nah, fuck that. Women should be in the kitchen. I'm not fucking with that either. I'm more so about progress, right? And I think it's getting lost because the, the the noise between both sides is drowning shit out. And the people up front that just really want to be, that really want to be not even necessarily fully heard, but just recognized as human beings, 
and just like treated as equals and being able to do things that they feel that they're capable of doing without that backlash is that's it's getting lost right I think that I think what I think you hit it I think you hit the nail on the head right there when you were talking about uh people just want to get treated like humans Mm -hmm. this is the thing okay um so Kyle Rittenhouse right he just got acquitted of all his shit you know and we're we don't we're not going to get into that Mm -hmm. but it also plays into this remember I forget her name but the the little girl who killed a man that was sex trafficking her she got life in prison for defending herself for for killing a man that was sex trafficking her oh shit i can't even recall this one yeah i forget her name and my bad for that but the like the dichotomy in that is fucking crazy right like this kid 17 years old he shot motherfuckers and you know people this is going to be controversial they got it right they got the verdict right but like this little girl she defended herself from a dude who was selling her body and she got life so that that goes to show i mean and honestly bro i'm not gonna say i i went into the i went into this article reading like oh yeah of course that's gonna happen, bro that shit shocked me when i read it i was like this little girl got life and that was, uh, I mean, that that just goes to show, like, the imbalance again. Like, really, like, you're gonna get let this kid off, and it's in it's in this year. It, both these things happened this year. Both the verdicts happened this year, so it's it's very relevant to now. And it's just crazy. Like, a woman's body is less important than a uh, than a fucking cold killer's body. Yeah, and th- you know, that's I think that conversation leads into problems within our system right for sure and it's just like i think oh man we can we can get into this dude and it, it, it'll it stir up all sorts of emotions <laughs> because uh i was just having a conversation with my brother today about you know the imperfectness of of where we are in america but at the same time how fortunate we are to be here versus other places you know what i'm saying like in the world even even where we're from in the philippines we don't shit bro Imagine if we were doing some of the drugs out there in the Philippines, we'd be dead, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Um, the church cousin, pull our asses. Man, my cousin would snitch on me for show, and I'd be on a pike. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. So, like, and, you know, it's so funny because this conversation, and I, I'm going to I digress a little bit because um, me and my brother were talking about, I'm not sure if you kept up with, like, what was going on with Enos Cancer and LeBron James, how Enos Cancer was calling out LeBron James. For not speaking up on China and you know Nike and blah blah blah. Did you did you follow that at all? I didn't follow too. I I know the headlines, but I didn't follow too much into it. I just know that LeBron didn't speak. I mean, bro. But uh, apparently, apparently Enos Cancer, um, he got on Fox News and he was on Tucker Carlson, fucker Carlson. <laughs> yeah, no. and he was, and yo, know, he made a lot of really good points. And so I didn't I didn't watch it, but from this is what my brother told me. And, you know, this is only from what I can gather from that conversation. So forgive me because I didn't watch the whole thing. It's it's hard for me to give a full on interpretation of what I, you know, what I know about that, that um, interview. But from what my brother told me, he said that like, yeah, that's why he feels like nobody should like people shouldn't be saying all this bad stuff about America, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, that's what makes America great is like 
we could actually say stuff about America and not get fucking hung or killed like yeah. in a communist country. That's what keeps progressivism alive is our ability to use our platforms, to use our voice, to, to voice out what we feel we need to improve on, right? And yes, it's imperfect. And we should always fight for, for, for progress, but we should not lose sight that we're in, in my opinion, still the greatest country in the world. We're lucky to be here, bro. I, I believe we are. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know what it is, dude? We've, uh, as a society, we've grown really comfortable. We've grown comfortable. And like, if you think 5,000 years ago, or 10 million years ago, or whatever, you could go back whenever, whenever we were cavemen, all we had to think, all we could think about was surviving and getting by getting food and fending off animals. Mm-hmm. As history progressed, it became, how can we get more land? We got to fight these people. And as that's progressed, we've gotten way more comfortable. Now it's like, how can I get more followers? And all we can do, somebody, I mean, this is, this is a big quote that's been going on around the internet, at least like on my feed and shit. Tough men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create t- tough times. And then it's just a fucking circle, bro. And we are in a time of weak, we are in tough times with weak men. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that, bro. And, um, you know, it's a, uh, I got to be honest with you, bro. I, like I have a lot of weaknesses myself as a man and I'm, I'm able to, to look at myself in the mirror and be like, okay, this is stuff I can improve on. And it's, it's a constant journey of just going within myself and figuring out, okay, how can I become better in this area? What do I need to do for myself personally to develop this skill to, to, you know, no longer be, uh, let this be a weakness of mine. <clears throat> and do you, that's- do you consider, do you really consider that a weakness though? Like if you're if you're cognitive of your if you're cognitive of your issues or of your like you know setbacks and your deficiencies, is that really a weakness? No, that that's actually the strength. But the strength is in identifying the weaknesses and making the choice to improve upon them, right? Exactly. Like okay, being truthful with that, yourself, right? Yeah, right. And yeah, that's, that's, and, good, and, good and point. I'm fucking, and I I'm I'm not perfect, bro. Like I. I I was a victim of weakness and not being able to see who I really am and what I really am and like my deficiencies. You know, I I have a god complex, you know, that I'm trying to like hone it, hone down. So it's like, you know, I, and I'm still working on that. So it's like what like that that like I think that's the definition of a weak man. Like if you think you're just fucking perfect and you have no flaws, it's like no, nah, bro. I think, I think you're right. You're, you're, you created this false narrative for yourself yeah. that you're just trying to live up to all the time and you're blinded by it in a sense, right? Where nobody can tell you shit. You can't even be truthful with yourself and you're harming so many other people in the process. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't get your shit together. You can't be real with yourself. And that's, I think right there is toxic masculinity, right? That's yeah. just kind of like, that's, having this unattainable kind of figment figment of your imagination of what a man should be right and you're trying to live up to this this crazy ass standard and you're not recognizing of your toxic traits and 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 the damage it does not only to the people around you and but more so to your, and but to yourself like psychologically yeah. 
and it's creating this stress within yourself and you just don't know how to deal with things. You don't know how to, you're overcompensating in a lot of areas, right? That's toxicity from a masculine standpoint, in my opinion. For No, no, for sure. It's, it's the equivalent of like, yo, a dude with a, it's, it's like the women always say this, like, dude, a dude with like a big engine is always overcompensating for like a small dick or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what, that's really what toxic masculinity is like. And, you know, TV and podcasts and social media, it's done, it's done a great job in the last couple of years of really showing, even at my most ignorant phases of my life, I saw and realized, started subconsciously, I saw and realized like, oh shit, like I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be this way. You know what I mean? I should kind of clean up my act a little bit. I mean, now that I'm a little older and, you know, somewhat wiser, I can see like the error in my ways and, and, and admit those faults. But if I didn't see those and, you know, social media and all this didn't do as well of a job and didn't impact me, you know, I'd probably still be doing the fuck shit that I'm doing, uh, that I was doing before, you know? So there's progress, as you said, as you said in the last episode, but there's a, I think Cause you said it progressed from like the eighties, nineties. And you know, you're talking about errors. I think it progressed from like 15 to like 21, bro. I think in these six years, all those years kind of just kind of just, uh, piggybacked off these last four five, six years alone. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I don't completely agree with the gender thing. It's not. Yeah. Okay. I don't completely agree with the gender thing, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. You know? Like I have a lot of non-binary friends now and I just, I understand like, yo, I'm, I'm starting to understand like, yo, just fucking live your life, dog. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like it really doesn't affect me if you're non-binary or not, or like if you're gay or part of the, whatever community, whoever you are, if you're cool, like we'll get along. We'll yeah. get along more if you're funny or if you're like, you know, something, but if you're a dick and not funny, then we can't get along. <laughs> right you know and, and my thing with that not to kind of dive too deep into that because maybe we could save that for another episode but you know I I, I feel like okay I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you with in terms of I don't necessarily agree with it either I think I I believe that it's men and women but whatever you want to identify with go ahead choose to do that and and you know as long as yo it's it's not it's not going to bother me I'm not going to lose sleep over that stuff yeah. Now, what 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 can get confusing is if you if somebody takes offense to something when I clearly don't even know, and then you're expecting me to do all this shit when we never even had conversations, bro. You yeah. know, so like those that that dialogue has been lost, and you know, I can't sit here and say that I can choose what people can and can't be offended of. Like, if somebody takes offense to something, so be it. That's on them. Like, I I can't. I'm not in that person's shoes. I can empathize, yeah. but I don't, I don't know exactly what they're, what they're feeling yeah. going through. So whatever somebody, you know, takes offense to that's on them. And, you know, I, I can only be myself, bro. And, uh, you know, but how can I do something if we don't even know there wasn't even like, that's something that Dave Chappelle was alluding to in his, in his special. You know, I think a lot of people misconstrued that they looked at it as just another, yet another attack on the, lgbtq community especially the transgenders and you know i don't think that was the case i think he was again he was he was putting in his art form in a more palatable way 
But what the message that I got from it was that he was not attacking them. He was more so trying to let people know like, hey, we never even had conversations about this. And all of a sudden I'm supposed to know that I got to identify you as this, that, like I got to refer to you as this. Like, bro, people don't have shit on their shirt that says refer to me as this. Like, bro, like, so if I, if I accidentally mistake a female that looks like a dude and be like, what's up, bro? What's up, dude? And they say like, I'm a woman and they get mad at that. Like, bro, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just kind of going off appearance. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mean no offense. And I think people are finding ways to get offended. And it's just, it's a little too overly sensitive in my opinion, but you know, again, who am I to say what people get offended at? Just don't fucking go attack me, bro, without having that yeah. conversation. You got to give people a little bit of leeway, you know? It's it's like it's like you said, if I first meet you, I don't know if you're fucking a man, woman, non-binary or whatever, whatever you want to identify as. It's like, we just fucking met. And regardless of what you are, however you identify yourself, I call you bro. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like I will call anybody, dude. I call my, I call women that I, that I deal with, bro. <laughs> like I call women that I sleep with, bro. So what makes you think that I'm not gonna call you, bro? I do the same thing, bro. Like, I said, bro, like, bro. Yeah, like honestly, you can go fuck yourself, and I'm, don't fucking delete this, yeah. Like they can go fuck themselves, bro. <laughs> if, I if I can't call you, bro, as a term of endearment, hmm. We probably won't get along regardless, bro. Right. If the women that I'm sleeping with let me do that, I'm not sleeping with you. And this is like very like, oh, if I call you bro, like I really mean it. You know what I mean? I call I consider you like, okay, you're a friend. Because I don't call everybody bro. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, my transgender homies who are women, they let me call them that. And like, And this isn't one of those pick me ass type of situation. But it's like, dude, I'm just going to call you bro. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel it, man. And it's, uh, again, it's just, it's just an overly sensitive kind of error that we're dealing with, which is why, like, I wanted to have a conversation like this, because I want to create more dialogue, bro. We need that, because if we're to understand each other, there needs to be discussion around cert- certain topics. You can't, I feel like you, like, yeah, you, you have your right to be, you know, offended by whatever you want to feel offended. I, again, I, I'm, I'm clearly saying, I can't, I can't sit here and say what you can and can't be offended at. I'm clearly saying is if like, there's a, 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 a clear misunderstanding and it wasn't intentional, don't attack people for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because then they just become the monster and it's just like, yo, like, like, that's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. Granted, there are a lot of people that are doing that on purpose. They're intentionally attacking communities. So I'm aware of that, but for the people that clearly are, in that gray area where it's just like okay i want to go about things the right way but i just don't know how to let's have these discussions because they're important man you know what i'm saying like let's bridge the let's 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 create the bridge back to one another and fucking work together as a society as a humanity man that's that's all i'm asking for bro like we're all misunderstood in some form or way man but you know we're we're, it's going to continue to be that way if we can't have real dialogue and conversations and we're we're canceling each other and we're banding up everybody's like it's it's almost like in high school again bro where oh this group don't fuck with that group again it's like bro it's like man we're fucking human beings we're all having human experiences that's what Dave Chappelle said which stood out to me when he was talking about that story about uh 
what's the name of the um his friend Daphne. he was talking Daphne yeah that was that was a beautiful story man you know what I'm saying because it's just people before all these gender norms started to come into play where people are like expecting you oh you got to call me this like bro like when did all this change you know what I'm saying like and I don't mind let's let's just talk but but tell me don't expect me to know you know what I'm saying yeah I think what people are expecting uh if we're gonna say on like this particular community like lgbtq community it's like you going out to seek them for this information but at the same time when you do do that at least in my experiences when i've like gone out to like you know when i've talked to like my gay friends or lesbian friends or whatever it they get kind of disappointed or a little irritated when i ask questions when it's like Okay, I'm asking these questions not so you can give me all the info, but like, yo, give me a source or something, you know? Like, I don't, like, if I go on Google, what do I search up? Like, I'm not just going to search up, like, gay thing. I'm not going to type in gay things. You know what I mean? That that doesn't make sense. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to, um, you can't make me drink, but you can lead me to the lake. Yeah, and I, I think... I think I can, I can get it from certain people's standpoint too. It's just like, why, like, why do I need to explain myself? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Like if you want to learn, you better learn on your own, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. But like, why do you got to be so standoffish? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't we just, if that's the case, all right, you know, let me know. General rule of thumb for me, Wally bro, is that I just try to treat people with respect and try to do things based out of love rather than, and then try to critique and, and attack people because that's just not in my nature at least not anymore it used to be who i was bro but yeah. again in the more in a more evolved state of who i am and, and and what i'm learning to become more and more and just try to try to be based on love bro rather than fucking doing things from that 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 angry standpoint the angry chris the angry cl that i used to be man you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's it's uh it's where I'm at. It's the stage I'm at in my life right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn. Like I told you prior to us recording this shit, man, I'm just a student, bro. We all are, man. And yeah. we don't know what we don't know. So, you oh, know, yeah. we, we got to fucking have conversations, bro. And, and to just go out there being like hella angry all the time. And like, you know, like, bro, that's not going to help nothing. That's just going to contribute more to the chaos. So, when there's opportunities for discussion, why not? Let's let's have them. That's why. That's one of the main reasons why I chose to be a podcaster, bro, is to be able to have these conversations, put some of that good energy out there, and help just bridge that gap again, man. You know what I'm saying? Because we're very far away from each other nowadays, man. I feel like as a people, it's always we're we're pointing out the differences, bro, and we're 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 so different yet we're we're the same in so many different ways and i think we need to remember that man and uh you know it's it's just uh it's 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 something that i'm i'm aware of and i'm just kind of like okay where do i stand in this whole situation what can i do and that's why i'm I'm kind of out here and i feel like that's why it was a, a great it was great to have you on this podcast because you know you're gonna you're gonna speak the truth you know you're gonna help me come to a better understanding of this shit you know what i'm saying because you're out there with a lot of people too bro especially in the in in the comedian circuit for sure you know what i'm saying and uh i'm sure you're learning a lot bro yeah you you learn a lot of things from different types of people like everybody doesn't have the same story bro for sure And that's what i was saying earlier 
about uh about what Michael Bonds is telling me. Like, if comedy doesn't make you a better person, like you're not doing it right. And it's not always about just like going up on stage and spewing out your shit. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, what kind of what kind of connections are you building? What are you learning from people? Like, you could be you could be that dude who's like not an asshole, but just like around the community or just like coming in and out and shows and things like that. And nobody has a problem with that. But for me, it's like, you want to be, you want to be like connected to people, man. And that was one of my problems before as just like in a general sense, it was like difficult connect. Like I was cool with people, but it was difficult connecting with people because you can't just like let anybody in, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's one of those walls as, especially like in this, like, conversation of toxic masculinity like i think as men <clears throat> in this subject we got to learn how to like break down our walls a little bit and totally. just kind of give people a little bit more of us and that i honestly do like comedy has given me that because i've seen how how sincere other comedians are when we talk and when we talk about our lives so it's like why would i not give that energy and that same stance back to them when they're clearly they're pouring me their life you know what i mean not on stage but when we're like on the side or when we're right. like just hanging out dude like right you know it's not the most in-depth conversations every time but it's like oh, okay yeah. you're giving me a but, piece but of genuine connections are being built and you're yeah. you know what i'm saying like you're you're giving us them it's giving a space to yes. be like vulnerable yeah, and not vulnerable where we're always like where we're gonna fucking cry and kumbaya like right, that. of course. But I've seen that happen though. Right, I've seen that happen at open mics at, at this one place in fucking Sa- in this one place in San Mateo called Swinging Door. Like, uh, I'm not gonna name the comic, but we were ha- we were having a conversation. I think it was like five or six of us. We were having a conversation about being a man of the house, and I guess it has to do a little bit with this subject too like slightly we're talking about man of the house and it was me a white dude a b- two black dudes another asian dude and a middle eastern guy so you had well not not from a women's standpoint from but for men it was like you had perspectives from everywhere and one of these guys just started crying i think it was the white dude yeah, yeah i think it was the white dude who started crying and then you know we didn't like clown on him we just like let him we just kind of held space for him and let him like kind of work us through oh but like that's like the progression of like men in 2021 like we're like we're like okay bro you cried like just fucking get over you know and then that's what i say with like comedians bro they they are on their shit especially kind of like this new wave of comedians like we're assholes still but and we say a lot of shit but like you know comedians are like good people man good hard people i think so man and if you think about what you just said wally bro it's like holding space for somebody, uh, especially in, in our community as men, right? Like that's breaking down that toxicity that we're, that's being referred to in toxic masculinity. And, you know, even, even, even homeboy crying like that, to be honest with you, bro, like that, that actually takes a lot of courage to, to, to break down in front of other men. You know what I'm saying? Especially with this huge fucking facade of toxic masculinity or just this whole notion of, toxic mass or, or being masculine right or what the idea of being masculine is oh it's like but that actually takes a lot of courage to like to be vulnerable right to to kind of reveal yourself and like break down like that bro so Dude, kudos to to bro that did that man and in front of comics bro in front of comics bro who, who are paid and whose professions are as 
to fucking clown you. Yeah, you're in the lion's den right there, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> we could have easily ripped him a new asshole right yeah. there, but we were just like, you know what? He needs this, you know. Kudos to y'all, bro. Honestly, that's a that's a beautiful thing to hear, bro. And you know, look, toxic masculinity, bro. Now that I I'm gonna retract my statement from my last episode because why I said I, I'm not sure it exists. Now having conversations like this, I I do understand what it is again my idea was completely different from what what it really is and you know I, I look back at my life Wally bro my dad I had a conversation with my dad a while ago because just to provide a little background man my dad you know he, he raised me and my brother as a single dad and my grandma helped out you know when my mom and dad broke up when I was eight years old and but my dad his dad ran out on them like when he was just a kid when he was a baby so I was always curious because I look to my dad. I look up to my pop, like one of the hardest working men you'll ever meet. One of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. And it just made me curious, like, like, damn, how did, how did my dad learn how to be a man when he didn't have a father figure or he didn't have somebody to model after? So I asked him that question and he took a moment to kind of give me that answer. And he was just like, you know what? I just had to do what's right. And, but I, but I really think, he just didn't want to do what his dad did. He, he like, he didn't want to be that for, for his kids because he could, you know, I shared this before in some of my other uh, podcast episodes, but I'm an accident baby, bro. My mom and dad, when they're, you know, they were young in their early twenties, they were in a relationship fooling around. They had me and in our culture, right. The Filipino culture, the right thing, the right thing to do is when you knock a girl up is you marry them. Right. My dad tried to make that work, married her. Um, and then, you know, they tried to, you know, double down. And even though they had problems, they had my brother. And it eventually parted way when I was like eight years old. And, you know, my dad held three jobs at one point, a couple points, really. And, you know, for a long time, bro, I was, I didn't have, not only did I not have my mom run in the picture, but my dad was working all the time too. So I had to figure out a lot of things on my own and, which and you know obviously like when you're younger you're trying to you're trying to pay attention to what's going on I saw my friends whose moms and dads were still together like I saw the difference between them and myself bro and some of the things that like I wasn't quite sure it was okay to kind of express or do and you know it was uh learning how to become a man on my own which is why now it's so much more important in my mid to mid to late 30s of me intentionally learning how to become a, a proper masculine man that not a toxic masculine man but a properly masculine man you know what i'm saying where and i think that starts and begins with me identifying my toxic traits the things that i just didn't learn at an early age and then trying to replace those toxic traits with newer more evolved kind of ways of doing things and uh it's helped out a lot bro and you know, shout out to my pops, bro, because he, uh, he's, he's endured a lot, man. And even with me, I was a little hard ass, bro. When, when they broke up, I, I went into this rebellious state, bro. And, uh, I was running the streets, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty well documented, bro. Uh, in, in some of my old podcast episodes, but I was doing a lot of drugs, you know, sleeping around. I was hanging out late, uh, getting into a lot of uh, activities that, you know, I probably shouldn't have been doing, you know what I'm saying? But that's how I learned. I, I've always been 
the the type of person that had to fall on my ass not once not twice but probably three times for me to really learn that <laughs> lesson you know what i'm saying because it, it, um, it's I, hard bro oh dude and i used to hold a lot of resentment towards my pop because i wasn't being taught that you know because i felt he was he wasn't involved in my life but that's because he was holding down three fucking jobs but you know as a kid you're not really fucking you're not thinking about that you're more so thinking about what you need as a kid you need him here now right so but now in my more kind of wiser adult years bro i'm much more aware of the sacrifices my pop had to make and he he again he didn't have a father figure to look up to i don't know much history about my grandpa and it was like that on my mom's side too my mom's my grandma on my mom's side, my grandpa ran out on them. I think it's kind of like a, a Filipino thing, to be honest with you. In the Philippines, apparently my, my grandpa is like a huge playboy out there, bro. He got like three or four different families, and he just leaves them high and dry, bro. And it's, 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 it's kind of like a common thing out there. So that toxic masculinity runs fucking deep, bro. And, you know, I feel like the baton is being passed to me now, bro, where it's like, okay, am I going to continue on with that same toxic shit, or am I going to fucking take this responsibility in my hand and do the best that I can with my life. And then God willing, when I have my kids and the newer generation, am I going to teach hey, them you, something different? You got to break, you got to break general, uh, generational curses, bro. That's and that's, you, bro. that's a huge thing, man. I, and I'm, um, I'm in the same boat with you, bro. So I grew up, you know, I, I got my stepdad. I fucking love the guy. I actually look like him a lot surprised, especially now that I have this haircut. I look like my stepbrother, and my stepdad a lot now. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, man, I had, I had, it was just me and my mom for a while. And then I heard stories of my biological father and it were all negative stories, you know? So like I harbored some resent towards him because he wasn't there. So I overcompensated for being a lot like my mom. But now as I've gotten older and, you know, I shout, shout out to my mom. I got a lot of love for her. We had our problems and, you know, we're working through it, but you know, it's, I have an older brother who's my blood brother and, you know, but he's really old. He's really set in his way. So now like everything that I've been taught from my mom, it, it's like something that I don't completely agree with, you know, the way I grew up and it's up to me to a lot like you to break those generational curses and like show and see like, okay, this isn't how I want to be. And this isn't how I want to teach my children how to live in the future, you know? So it's, it's a burden, honestly, you know, and it takes a lot of reflection, it takes a lot of self-realization, like we were talking about in this episode, it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of admitting that you need the help. And that is probably the biggest factor in it all. Because as men, the toxic masculinity goes into like, we sh- should suffer in silence and just carry on. You know, but that leads to like suicide. That leads towards anim- to le- animosity. That leads you into channeling, into you know addiction. It goes into a lot. So you know you have to you have if you need help, you gotta go out and seek it. You gotta go ask for it. Whether it's you know calling up your boy and just talking it out, or getting some professional help when it comes to like therapy, or fucking even going to a gym and working it out and pumping it out there and making sure that you're just like as level-headed as possible when you're making a tough decision, you know, or like when you're faced with difficult times and yeah, man, that's, that's, I think that's one thing that 
I've learned on this journey of like, you know, just like trying to break toxic masculinity from myself in general. Totally, man. And, and kudos to you for doing the work, bro. Because again, like we were talking about earlier, we, we kind of provided a couple of examples of some men that create this narrative for themselves that they have to kind of stick up to or live up to. Right. And it's, um, that's where the toxicity is, man. And not realizing where we're at fault, where we're, we're flawed and, and not only not realizing it, but not making the choice to try to do better, try to improve upon, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think uh, a soft ass, bro. What's that? A hard head makes a soft ass, bro. Ah, That's oh damn. That's 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 actually really fucking good, bro. Shit. (laughs) Now real talk, bro. You know, because behind that fucking like that whole fictitious character that they that that men create for themselves, or or not even just men, right? Because we we said even some females have like that toxic masculinity trait too. Or I just want to say toxic, just toxicity in general. It's because they're overcompensating because there's something, there's like a, there's a scared inner child in there that is scared to be vulnerable. That's scared to reveal themselves. And it's a, it it takes a lot of work to kind of work your way back to yourself, bro. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I agree. It's, it's, it's hard fucking work, bro. It's, which is why, like when you told me that story of your homie breaking down and I can imagine, bro, like, bro it, it gets it gets heavy bro it's it's a lot of deep work dude it's like you're 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 looking at yourself in the mirror fucking being real with yourself you're accepting responsibility for your life and and how it how it is to be going forward yeah and it's not it's not for the faint of heart but the work is worth it bro and it's i feel like it's it's what we're here to do it's what our generation's here to do like we don't if we want the the cycles to be broken bro we're going to have to kind of, you know, like, uh, I'm not sure if you watch Game of Thrones, but we're going to have to break the wheel, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to have to. Well, the thing is, no, we're definitely going to have to break the wheel. But the thing is, too, like with people in general, it's. Maybe Phil also. Your thing, brother. That pH, bro. I see you with this. That's my favorite one right there, too. I feel so douchey getting this, bro. It's like oh, a don't, bro. Dollar eighteen. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> man. I could just get this out the sink, but no, nah, no. Nah, um, <laughs> that's toxic right there, bro. You being toxic to yourself, bro. Nah, it's cool. I got the Brita. I got the Brita uh, filter. Hey, I feel it, bro. Hey, but no, nah. ain't nothing like this fucking nine point five plus, uh, perfectly hydrated, uh, filtrated water, bro. You actually feel different. You know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I, I do, bro. I feel like it's a, it's a lot cleaner going through my system, bro. If you drink a lot enough of it, man, you know, because our body's like, what, 90% water or something like that, or our brain or some shit like that. I heard some shit a while ago. I read some shit a while ago. Yeah. Uh, fuck. What was I going to talk about? What was it saying? What were we saying? Uh, we were just talking about toxicity still, man, and just kind of like the, just, just being you know, a scared, you know, the inner child, bro, and stuff like that. I yeah I, I lost my train of thought bro I I had it too fuck <laughs> it's all good, man. we kind of veered off talking about water here but no nah, man I mean just to just to kind of retie it back into toxic masculinity bro it's it's, it's something that you know again when I first heard it I kind of I felt offended to be honest with you I was like fuck man really? not, not, not another one of this fucking because 
I never heard of the I never heard of the term, but you you clearly said it's it's kind of been around since the 80s, man. And you know, um, so thank you for that, man. Like helping me learn because I, that's that's what I'm that's what I really want to do, man. It's the same like Joe Rogan, bro. I've heard Joe Rogan say that he brings on guests because he wants to learn. You know, he brings on people that are smarter than him in certain regards so that he can learn and have conversations, bro. And that's that's another I feel like another thing that's beautiful about this whole podcasting and probably even the comedian circuit, the, the, the comedy circuit, right. It's just being able to have dialogue, bro. Like, cause without, without, uh, Dave Chappelle saying that shit, like how much, like who's to say like how much dialogue we would have about certain things like this. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's stuff that's going to get you thinking, that's going to get you wanting to have conversations more, more about conversations. And I think that can really, really help bridge back like our communities man and just lead to a greater collective understanding i hope so at least yeah i mean it honestly at this point like it's very wishful thinking because if it weren't you know the issue with toxic masculinity it'd be something else you know like i'm gonna keep it a buck like uh you know peace never sells but war war always brings in the money you know and it's not always war of like, you know, with another country. It's like war amongst people. And the more news you have in this cycle about toxic masculinity, about, you know, breaking the patriarchy. And I'm not saying that I want these things, that I need these things like held up. I mean, like, bro, like I'm a victim of other shit. You know what I mean? Like we're fucking brown. But, you know, as long as this cycle continues and like people just don't want to have the conversation, uh, you know, war and sex sell at the end of the day, like to like the crescendo of all, all everything I'm trying to say right now. Yeah, totally, man. It's, it's, it's interesting. The, uh, the society we live in, man, and kind of what it's evolved to be. Right. Because like you were kind of just going back about, you know, in caveman years, really, you know, we, when we were hunters and gatherers, right. All we really had to worry about was, you know, surviving, right? And the biggest threats were probably like a saber-toothed tiger. And as time progressed, right, um, you skip forward to all the way into the early 1900s when newspapers and all that stuff, or I'm not even sure when the fuck new newspapers and all that shit was starting to come out. What always, what always attracted people was the headlines that like, that indicated some sort of fear, like some sort of threat. It was like, oh shit, let me pay a nickel for that fucking for that paper right there, because it's going to tell me like, if like, Oh, there's like a meteor is coming out fucking, you know what I'm saying? That was always something like our Absolutely. brains are wired to, to, to detect threats. Right. And that's, if you look at the news and I've talked about this in extent plenty of times, I'm not really like, like I, like I have so much more peace in my life because I, I don't really subscribe to a lot of news and it's, it's by choice. But, I am. <laughs> have you seen that movie nightcrawler by the way have you heard no, of that movie? the one with ryan gosling no it's with uh what jake gyllenhaal yes no i haven't seen it but i hear it's hella fucking good it's the one where he's a journalist right correct and he's like trying to be first on the scene so that he can kind of give you the hot off the presses type Every, story. that's the thing with journal that's what i was saying about journalism compared to comedians bro journalists want to be first now it doesn't matter. Journalists don't care anymore if you're right. They just want to be first. Mm. And that's, you know, that's the fucking sad part about 
you know, about journalism to this day. You, you even were like alluding to it on your last episode. You're like, I don't know. If, you're like, I don't know if like, you know, New York Times used to be credible. I don't even know about that right. anymore. Like, right. I was like, I was like, this motherfucker don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's way far off now, right? Yeah. I mean, I still read it. Like, I, I still read a lot. I read, like, The Guardian. I, I read, But I read from a lot of different sources, you know? Like, you have your underground sources, and then you have your mainstream sources as well. So mm-hmm. it's good for me, at least as a comedian, I have to, like, I want to and have to stay up to date with these things. And just, like, someone who's journalistically inclined, and, like, I just love reading about these things. So Totally. No, and, and there's absolutely, it, it serves a, a great purpose for sure. Um, I, I think you know me enough by now, bro. I, I try to protect my energy in, yeah. in the best way because we do have finite amount, finite amount of amounts of energy, bro. Like each day, like so, I'm just really trying to um, choose where it goes, and uh, you know, I could choose to do that too. It's just I, I know myself personally in terms of like if I see a story, bro, it'll stir up all sorts of emotions in me, bro, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna get pissed off and get pessimistic and. I, I just don't, I can't serve, you know, uh, what I intend to serve, like, and who I intend to serve in, in the best way possible if, if my shit's just going awry like that, bro. And uh, again, the, the news, right? Like, it's just like, it's agenda driven, bro. And it's, it's not, I don't necessarily think it's some puppet master doing this and that. It's, it's more so, bro. It's like, you clearly alluded to it, bro. It's just like uh, sex and war sells, right? So, the same thing with fear. It's like fear mongering. That shit sells, bro. That's going to like, those headlines are always going to attract the most attention, bro. It's like good news is not like, oh, some, some, some dude helping an old lady across the street is not going to fucking sell, bro. Like it's unfortunate, but like good news doesn't sell as much as, or LeBron James opening well, up schools. Like It all ties into emotions, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, uh, like sex and war sells because it creates a panic in you bro that's how hitler got that's how hitler got germans to turn on jews because he created a narrative and it's sold like he sold it to the people and he got to their emotions enough to believe like yo these people these like jewish people are fucking up our bags like they're fucking up our country we got to get rid of them yeah yeah fucking fucking hitler man fucking hitler but talk about talk about toxic masculinity right there shit that motherfucker was to- el toxico bro Nigga, that motherfucker was deadly as fuck bro he's dangerous bro like on it but you know what i'm not i'm gonna say this i'm not gonna de- i'm not i'm not trying to defend the the dude addy but if motherfuckers had just bought his paintings he he would have been cool there would have never been a world war ii you know he was an artist right I didn't know that. Bro, he was a shitty artist. But I love how you just fucking referred to Adolf as Addy, bro. I just, I just put that together right now, bro. That's his, that, that's his Instagram handle, bro. Young Addy. Young but, Dolph. Young, young Ado. But, <laughs> uh, but, dude, I'm saying, though, like, if they had just, if somebody had just, if somebody in Germany had just bought his paintings, everything might have been smooth, bro. Yeah, I'm man. Not, I'm not victim blaming. That's another. That's another new phrase. But you know, I, I'm gonna just say that I'm on the table for everybody. That, is that a phrase right there? Victim blaming? I never heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like mm. Dave Chappelle said it best. He's like, you know, if somebody tells him that someone, that a woman was raped, 
he'd he'd be like, well, what was she wearing? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, this talk this talk really helped me, bro. To be honest with you, in in terms of understanding and identifying toxic masculinity, and even just being able to speak about kind of you know like and, and learn more about you, bro. You know what I'm saying about you know um your your history with your pops and kind of sharing my history about my pops and stuff like that because if you go back that far you can kind of trace back where it starts and then I think that can give you a good kind of starting point to kind of like understand yourself even more right and then you can through that through that understanding you can really break down a lot more barriers within yourself bro and you know as we progress as men as human beings and we pass that down to the next generation, that's going to be invaluable for them because um, it's going to help them a whole lot more. You know, I want to, like I said it before, man, I try to do things based off of love, man, rather than based off of fear or anger or resentment or none of that shit, bro. And I'm just trying to, you know, radiate that as much as possible, man. And this conversation really helped me do that, bro. Honestly, thank you for, for helping me out, my dog. Yeah, bro. Thank you for having me on, bro. This was, this is a great conversation, bro. And I'm not trying to come in. I'm not, I didn't come in with the intention of like, oh yeah, I know everything about toxic masculinity. Like, bro, I'm a toxic motherfucker myself, bro. Very proudly sometimes, but, um, <laughs> nah, nah, but like, you know, you know we, we, we all got toxic traits, bro. And, you know, I think the thing is we're, we're all, we all have a standard for ourselves, but I think it's important to exercise compassion with ourselves too, because bro, that, that, that in itself is toxic. If you're, if we're just trying to constantly be perfect. Like we're not, everybody's flawed, bro. I'm gonna make mistakes as, as good of a person as I think I am. And then I'm becoming every day. I make mistakes all the fucking time, bro. I'm not scared to admit that shit. And sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But that goes into what you were saying earlier about like somebody about you not knowing somebody's sexual orientation and they got and they get mad hmm. like they like people and this is a general for all people people have such like people think they're so fucking perfect so they expect others to know exactly how they feel or who they are what they are so then they get mad it's like bro like dude you don't know you don't fucking know everybody like put your get the fuck down on that pedestal you think you're on and like take a look at the world as like for what it is you know absolutely absolutely bro and you know i think uh the key is right for anybody to take away hopefully man that you know after anybody listens to this conversation is just rule of thumb bro treat people with respect and kindness bro try to try to do your best and you know um just uh fucking just try to just try to fucking keep moving forward, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, again, we can, we can't choose what people get offended at, man. But if I offend anybody, that's why. Like, if you notice on my last episode, I had to preface it right. I had to say, anybody that could could take offense to this conversation, please know that I didn't mean to offend. I'm merely trying to get more of a bigger understanding. I'm also voicing how I truly feel. You know what I'm saying? So I can unsatisfy everybody. Which is, you can't, you can't you'll no. run your, you'll run yourself fucking you'll run yourself dry trying to do that 100 percent, bro 100 percent. and yeah bro i mean this has been a great conversation bro it always is a great conversation when i'm with you chopping it up man so 
before yeah, we get on out of here, bro, why don't you, you know, plug yourself a little bit, man. Tell me what, what's going on with you, dog. Shit, man. I got a, shit, I got a show tonight, actually, in Alameda. Ooh. I got a show in Sacramento this Saturday, uh, December, what is it? Uh, Saturday, December 4th. Uh, I'm actually going to be hosting that same day, Saturday, December 4th in Vallejo at, at a flea market or at like this vendor's market. So if you're in, in the Vallejo area, I don't know when this comes out, but you know, in the Vallejo, in Vallejo, I'm going to be hosting with my boy, DJ Juicy JC, uh, my producer on off the soup, on the off the stoop podcast. I got a show in Sacramento at Burns and barbecue burgers and barbecues. Uh, yeah. And sack um, on the on the fifth, on December fifteenth, I got my open mic that I always host, of course. And December thirtieth is my big headlining show in at Brick and Mortar in the city. If you hear this, if you're in the city, come out. Um, we're trying to tack that shit out. You know, if we do a really good job, I got a lot of great comedians coming on. All my homies from the community, and then I got my boy Andrew Arolfo. I, I hate name dropping, but this is my homie. He was on fucking Joe Coy's netflix special and he's gonna be there he's gonna do some time and yeah bro it's gonna be a good thing it's a lot of filipino oriented community shit and yeah bro it's gonna be dope man i'm excited and you know for 20 we're just you know we're gonna keep working for 2022 man like we're just oh, gonna be better bro that's that's fucking dope bro i'm so proud of you i'm so happy for you and i just want to say keep going my dog i'll be there on uh, december 28th you said right no, December 30th, Thursday, December 30th, Thursday, December 30th. And yeah, you know, follow my dog on Instagram. I'm going to put all his Instagram on here. He's at Optus two podcast also at Wally Hippolito. Um, and he, he's posting updates left and right. My man's working right over here, like all the time. And like he says all the time, he's putting in a 10,000 hours. And honestly, bro, it's, it's so dope to see the progression that you've been making. And I can hear it in your, in your conversation. Um, your, your your aura bro you know what i'm saying and it's it's just gonna keep getting better bro and i can tell you love that shit bro because you're going out far distances if you didn't love that shit you would you wouldn't be fucking do it so all i can say is keep going burn the fucking ships bro and go all in with this shit bro because you're, you're like a natural i can already sense it bro and um I, I feel like it's uh it's doing a lot for other people man i think i saw you saw, you post something on your instagram one of your one of your little nieces was on her little microphone doing yeah, yeah. Doing, doing some comedy stuff and yeah uh, she's two years old bro yeah shout out my shout out my boy my longtime homie Fred uh yeah that's one of his that's one of his twin daughters she was just uh she was just she had a mic there and then or she had a comb and then she put it like on like some like gift wrap the gift wrap wrap wrapping thing the one that holds it and she was just talking shit on it and then yeah he he tagged me on it. It was hella cute, dude. That's hella cute, bro. I sort of got when I saw that, I was like, bro, that's that's just inspiring, bro. And like Nipsey always says, Nipsey Hustle, the late great Nipsey Hustle, R.I.P. You know, uh, inspiration, man, is is the highest uh, human act, bro. You know what I'm saying? To inspire is yeah. the high, highest human act, and, uh, and I know, appreciate I it, bro. Like I appreciate. It. I've, you know, I've gotten people who like message me and saying like it's inspiring. I'm like, damn, I'm I'm grateful, bro. Like this. this I'm glad I can like it's inspiring people in some way or form and like people are appreciating it. So it's cool, bro. It's it's pretty like I'm enjoying the ride. 
And, and it is, bro. I'm grateful to have you as a as a peer, as a friend, as a brother, man. And just, you know, just keep keep progressing, my dog. And, uh, you know, I'll be out there for, for that big headliner of that brick and mortar SF. I'll put the information in the show notes and everything like that. But like I said, follow my boy. He's about to post all these updates and all that good stuff for y'all. So, but before we get on out of here, bro, anything else you want to say? Uh, uh, nah, hell no. Nah. I appreciate the time. See, I, I always good conversation, bro. You got to come out. We got to hoops. Oh, well, when my back is not fucked up anymore. Okay. We gotta, I actually just fucked up my back today. God, yeah, yeah. I tweaked my lower back, but now we got to connect soon, man. Oh, Steph. Hey, what'd you think about, uh, what you think about the Warriors season so far? It's pretty good. Oh, bro. Shit. I'm loving every bit of it, bro. Uh, it's a lot of good money being made right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you? <laughs> That's good to hear too, bro. That's good to hear. Well, I mean, for me, bro, I'm such a huge Warriors fan. I've, you know, obviously growing up here in San Francisco Bay Area, man, it's, 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 it's the home team. So I've followed them since I was a kid, bro. And to see them achieving, not only having achieved the success in years past, but kind of getting back to their ways with this mm-hmm. group of guys that they got, bro, seeing Jordan Poole come up. Draymond, Steph doing their thing. Clay's coming back into the fold. Yeah, we just lost against Phoenix, but that's okay. We get a we get a shot at them tomorrow night at the Chase Center on our home court. So hopefully we get a better result. But either way, how Booker though? D Book ain't playing. No, he didn't play the last game. Oh, I know, I know. That was yeah, that was that was a a trap game like a motherfucker. That was a trap game like a motherfucker for real, bro. But you know, uh, like I said, man. Hopefully, hopefully we get the we get better results tomorrow. Is is D book playing tomorrow? I'm not too sure, but like like segue or take a left. What you think Niners gonna make the playoffs? I'm fucking hoping so, bro. Because I will be honest with you, bro. I I like threw the season away like probably Same. three or four games ago. I was like, man, these they were pissing me off, bro. I think I threw it away during the Seahawks game. So we had just lost. I went to the sun. You know, I'm a season ticket holder, so I went to the the Packers game, and I was like, oh, the motherfuckers gonna come out mad. They're gonna be cool. We get fucking cooked by like what 14 or 17 i'm like jesus christ and then yeah. we go we lose two more i'm like oh my fucking god like what is going on here dog we are losing to mediocre ass teams man like oh. the seahawks are not the seahawks anymore but for some reason they just fucking own us and then we do some old bullshit and beat the shit out the rams i'm like what the where the fuck was this for three straight games like that was fun i wish i went to that game that was a – I didn't get to go to that game, but that was a fun game to watch, bro. Just beating up on our, our division rivals, bro, who's supposed to be, like, one of the top teams, Super Bowl contenders and shit like that. They just got Odell Beckham. That was them, bro. Oh, we stacked them. It, it felt great. Now, hopefully we can do – like, we're on a win streak right now. Um, the Lambs just lost again, right, this past weekend against the Packers. So, yeah. we're we're almost there. And we, we, yeah, we're going up over. against our division rivals again. Seahawks and it's in our house, right? We're playing here this weekend, uh, right? No, no, we're playing in Seattle. Oh, it's in Seattle. Oh shit. Okay. So fuck, man. I got my fingers crossed, my dog. I'm just trying to, you know, like I, I don't want to set any expectations. I'm just trying to have fun with it again and, and just, just lost. Huh? Seattle just lost on Monday. Yeah, they got they got yeah, that was a tough loss for them too. I, I was watching that game. Yeah, I, was but, like, I don't know. I'm I I don't know. I think if, if it doesn't go well this season, if we don't at least make playoffs, I think Shanahan's head might be on a pike. Really? It, it might be, bro, because... I think a lot of people are saying it. 
made a lot of bad decisions the last couple. If you really look at the draft, like at our draft in the last couple years, because Shanahan drafts his players, Lynch just gets it for him. Or Shanahan drafts his players, and I'm like, we might. If he doesn't have his head on a pike, we're gonna hire someone like yo. You just be a fucking coach now, my guy, and we'll get the talent. Because dude, everybody we have is fucking injured. Kinlaw's injured. Everybody. Like a lot of these Jalen Hurts, bro. After three years of waiting for Jalen Hurts, motherfucker gets cut. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a and and the thing too, bro. Like what I noticed this year is his play calling has just been pretty rough, bro. Like a couple, like I think it was against Arizona. I was watching that game. We could have won that game too. Um, I think I forget if Kyler was playing or not, but regardless, we were in Arizona. We could have won that fucking game, but there was just oh, in really Arizona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kyler played that game, and then Colt McCoy beat the shit out of us when here or at or in. Yeah, that not that one. That they trounced us on that one, which was like, come on, bro. James Conner whooped the fuck out of us, bro. Like, yeah, come back from the dead. Yeah, but you know, it was uh Shanahan's play calling has been, and I and I've talked to a lot of people that are are Niners fans too, bro. And we kind of dissect the games and shit like that. We got shit to say, but there's there's just a lot of a lot of questionable play calling bro but hey man if they can somehow sneak into the playoffs i wouldn't want to face us in the first round or in the wild card bro dude i think i think if we make the playoffs i hope we make <laughs> i gotta see a super bowl bro before <laughs> i gotta see a super bowl win bro i'm 30 uh, years old now you know what i mean you're a little older than i am so you might have been able to, you probably remember 1993 better than i do but i'm just like but I'm just like, bro, I need to see it before I become one of those old ass people that they that they highlight on fucking on NFL films. They're like, yeah, <laughs> I've been a Niners fan for like 70 years and I just got to see them now. Like, dude, I <laughs> I want to be able to jump up and down and go to a parade before be and went while we win the Super Bowl, man. That, that'll complete the trifecta, right? The Giants. I hope we go. Huh? Yeah. I hope we make a I hope we make a New York Giants type of um type of run remember the year that they beat brady the first time they had like a shit defense or the defense like rounded into form at the end of the year eli was doing his thing and then all of a sudden they went on this fucking wild run i hope that's what happens because that would be so i would be i would be okay for life like because it's just totally unexpected right you're just like holy shit i'm not a niner i'm not a i'm not a warriors fan i mean i'm a pseudo Niners fan i would take away all those Giants trophies just for one Super Bowl ring, bro. That's all I Damn. need. Damn. I didn't realize that you were you were that big of a Niner fan, bro. I know you were a season ticket holder, but I didn't realize it, it, it ran that deep. That's dope. Oh, yeah, bro. It runs – I fucking love football. I always tell people this. If I was, like, four or five inches shorter, I would have I packed on, like, 80 pounds. I probably would have tried out. I probably would have tried to make it somewhere, you know? Been like uh, one of them pass catching running backs, some halfbacks, bro. Yeah, you know be I mean? a scat back, bro. Scat back, yeah. But nah, that's that's dope, bro. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case with us, man. I mean, right now there's no, in my opinion, there's no clear cut like, like Super Bowl favorite, bro. I was just having this yeah. with my brother. Like you would think it's the Bucks or the Rams, but or I I don't necessarily fully believe that the Packers are a favorite. Like they're they're a really strong team. Is the Cardinals a favorite? I mean, maybe if you get Kyler and D Hop, but I don't know. Bro, the Bucks are the Bucks are still legit. I think the Bucks and 
Dude, I mean, even the fucking um, Bills don't seem that legit. They they got the sh- they got the shit beat out of them last week by Indy, right? I no no no. The Bucks played Indy. Uh, no, the who did the Bills play? I don't know. They fucking oh, Bills won last week. Uh, they they got right. They got they righted the ship. But the week prior, they got smacked by Indy. Yeah, That's what yeah Jonathan I, Taylor had like five touches. And I know because I play fucking fantasy football. And he, I have Jonathan Taylor in one of my leagues, bro. Yeah. After the first touchdown, I texted my group chat uh, and I texted the dude I was facing specifically. I was like, hey, it's a good game. And it was like the first quarter. <laughs> That's when I was like, all right. Because I got Cordero Patterson too. And I was like, okay, this, this shit is, this game is, this matchup is over. It's done. Oh, yeah. It ended before it started, it seems yeah, like, yeah. bro. When you, if you had JT that day, bro, I mean, he carried, he carried the, the zone, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, but you're right, though, man. I, I don't know. If the Bills, it's it's, dude. Right now, any given Sunday seems possible, bro. So the Niners very well could go on that run. Our defense seems to be playing better. Our run game is there. Uh, we just, I mean, I'm I'm concerned because Debo's out right now for, you know, maybe a game or two, um, and he's been huge to our success recently. So, but hopefully he can get himself right after this week, and you know, hopefully we can we can go into Seattle and, and smack them over there because they're. They're not doing too well right now. Russ doesn't look like himself, um, and I think they're they're what they're they're like two or three games behind. So they're like three and seven, win, bro. They're yeah, like they, at, put, they might as well just wave the white flag and let us win, bro. They're like at the well, it's a division. It's a division thing. You know, they ain't probably, never gonna let us walk over them. Hell no. Nah. Like, they're like three. What are they? They're three and eight right now. They're like second to last in the NFC. Some I don't know if we lose to them, it's just like. I know. Just pack it up, bro. Even KC doesn't look good, bro. They're starting to kind of get their legs up under them and and look better now. Maybe maybe the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, Patriots. bro. Patriots are looking good right now, but it's like you can never I kind of count them out. Bold. I don't. I think that's for real. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I put in. I actually put in a preseason bet, a season long bet that um that they would. I. I a good amount of money that they would make the playoffs at first i think they were like three and four i was like fuck i just lost that money but now i'm like i think i'm guaranteed because they're leading the afc east right now so i mean if they beat the bills this weekend and they fucking um yeah if they beat the bills this weekend i'm almost guaranteed that because they, they can lose the rest of the way and they'll still make a fucking six or seven seed because they're seven seeds this year oh shit dude Hey man, that's that seems like a pretty good bet, bro. It's looking good now. <laughs> it's looking good right now for sure, bro. That defense is playing pretty stellarly, man. We gonna have to, uh, we gonna have to hop on a motherfucking sports podcast one time, bro, and just and just and just yeah, shit about some sports, bro. Because I can, I love sports, bro. You know, uh, it goes basketball, football, and baseball for me in that order. But I mean, I I, I follow it all for the most part, bro. And I'm I'm like. I can really get down with some sports talk, bro. Hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, mine is uh football, basketball, and then uh UFC and boxing. Ooh, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm I'm really starting more, to get into boxing a lot more now. I've become more of a UFC fan in more recent years, um, probably within the past three, four years. Um <laughs> I know a little bit more about the fight game and stuff like that. Boxing, bro, especially since Manny's kind of not there no more, bro. It's been harder for me to keep up, to be honest with you, because Uncle Manny was, you know, he's 
he was as inspirational as inspirational gets. Uh, but- I, oh, okay. If you're into Manny, I got to tell you some shit after we get off the pod. Or, <laughs> yay, I got to tell you some shit. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Y'all ain't going to be privy to, to the conversations we, we have. But yeah, with, with that being said, we're going to wrap things up, man, because, uh, you know, me and my guy, we could, we could riff all day, man. Another fellow conversationalist. If you uh, are looking for, like I said, if you're looking for more information on where, where he's going to be at, um, hit him up on Instagram, follow him there. He's going to, you're going to tell you all, all you need to know to check him out and, and the crew he runs with for his comedy, comedy gang. And, uh, and then, Hey, also when is off the stoop coming back, bro? You guys have a date? Um, I know we're going to wait, what is it? Probably the first week of January for sure. So we're still doing all the logistics. So we record on Sundays and that's actually January 2nd is a month from today and that's a Sunday. So okay, we're coming back. We're going to come. Yeah. Yeah. We need that content. I saw you did, uh, I actually listened to, a, uh, like more, more than half of it already. Uh, the one would you did with, uh, the owner of Ike's, which is fucking oh, yeah, dope. Yeah. That's yeah, fucking he gave a lot of game. He gave some game, bro. Yeah, that was that was huge, bro. And you know, seeing your progression there too has has been dope, man. Because I, you know, having been on your podcast before, man, I, I see the uh, the process you go through. You know, you got your crew and everything like that. You got the studio, and it's 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 dope to see, man. That's yeah. kind of I feel like uh, probably one of the next progressive steps that I'm going to take is just to kind of transfer what I'm doing now to like a, a more professional kind of studio where we can have uh face-to-face interviews and shit like that and conversations oh, yeah. so it, it's gonna happen you know what i'm saying in due time for damn sure sure just but yeah bro at a time bro i appreciate you for coming on for everybody that made it this far into the podcast i fucking love you and thank you so much for always supporting the show peace and love y'all till next time stay blessed <laughs>